Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs, Jr. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, the podcast that helps you fix your Catholic marriage, while also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems for men. But moreover, well, my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court and where marriage unchained, the art of one flesh, divorce, combat coaching is the flavor of the day. While also helping me understand marriage and courting, not dating in the Catholic faith. Why? Because dating is for sex and courting is for marriage. In this 162nd episode 33 Things Catholic Women Do to Screw Up Their Marriage, Part 3. Plus live phone calls from you. Please remember to give back and help other marriages by sharing this podcast. And if you are getting value, give it a big thumbs up. Don't wait. Get in that cue for some resolution to your marriage confusion. And as we always do, we are going to rock with the quote of the day to get us warmed up. Quote, it can thus be said that women, by looking to Mary, find in her the secret of living their femininity with dignity and of achieving their own true advancement. In the light of Mary, the church sees in the face of women the reflection of a beauty which mirrors the loftiest sentiments of which the human heart is capable. The self-offering totality of love, the strength that is capable of bearing the greatest sorrows, limitless fidelity and tireless devotion to work, the ability to combine penetrating intuition with words of support and, and encouragement. End quote. Pope St. Paul II in his encyclical Redemptoris Matea, paragraph 46. Bam. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern, for some resolution to your marriage confusion. Okay, y'all. All right, let's go. Uh oh, what the heck? So let's get going. Let's get going. So today we're gonna rock this. We're gonna review what we did in episode one, just to get us going a little bit. Then we'll get started with the thirty-three items to help women understand what is going on in their marriage. And so, why do I say that women? Um, there are 33 things. There are probably more. I'm sure you guys can think of a lot more than me uh, because, well, you you are. You can't. Um, and I am doing the things that I see um, that are really hurting marriages 
that are hurting husbands and are hurting children. Um, and if it's time that we hold women accountable, it's time that we start to hold women accountable. They get, they be, they've been getting away with crazy stuff for 60, 70 years now. And it's time for us men and, 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 and kids too. Hold them accountable. No more. No more thinking you can have it all and then your home is going to be taken care of the way it should be. And if we all think about it, if we all think about it, our homes aren't being taken care of properly by our wives most of the time. If we all think about it, they're just doing too much. They got too much on them and they have a lot on them. And it's, a lot of it is, is, is men's fault, but a lot of it's their fault, too. They have drunk the feminist Kool-Aid and they don't realize it and they're miserable and I hate it. They hate it too, but they're going to toe that line, ain't they? You know, I am woman, hear me roar. They're going to toe that line and it's not fair. It's not fair to their husbands. It's not fair to their children. This is how women sacrifice. Again, you've heard me say that men Women always want men to, to man up and do what they want and, and cater to them and love them and make them feel number one and make them all these things. But then as soon as it comes to them fixing, they say, oh, whoa, wait a minute. Mm -mm. I can't do that, honey. I got to go on this cruise with my girls, right? I got to go on this all-inclusive resort. I got to go out with, for girls night every week. I got to go out with my co-workers. Don't worry about I can't cook and dinner ain't ready. Don't worry about that. Baby, you go ahead and buy something. We'll go to McDonald's every night for seven nights straight. <laughs> all right? You, we all deal with it. We've all dealt with it or we are dealing with it. And it takes a very special woman to have the humility to submit to God and submit to her husband in love, respect, and devotion. And this... And you know what? No one has to agree with anything I say. You don't. You know why? It doesn't matter. Because the proof is in the pudding, isn't it? Just look outside your door. How many divorces is it? And I, I'm going to do the quote that Dr. Field always says. How is that working for you? How is it working for you? You know? I mean, look outside the door. Divorce rate at 60%, probably a little less, a little more. Doesn't really matter. You know, all the kids are miserable. You know, divorce, I mean, uh, husbands are happy. Uh, 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 I'm sorry, husbands are unhappy. And they don't want to say anything because they don't want to lose their, they don't want to lose their wife or her to get all mad, you know, and that's just how men are. We don't like our wives being upset. So we just kind of let them just kind of whatever. And then if we try to protest too much, they get mad at us. Don't talk to us. Don't give us sex. They do all these things. They do. Women do all these things except look at themselves in the mirror. And it's time that men hold them accountable and children, too. It really is because we want men to fix themselves, but women don't want to fix themselves. And it's not fair. It's not fair anymore. Look to God. Look to the Holy Spirit and look to our Lord. Um, and so today, what we're going to do is we're going to review why women are so miserable today. And we're going to review why wives are so miserable real quick. Then we're going to get to um, uh, the, uh, the, the, 
the 33 things again, okay? So just to, real, just to review, why are women so miserable today is they're not, they're, they don't understand, as I just said, that their true purpose as a woman. They're trying to do something that they are not meant to be. They're trying to be more like men instead of more like a woman. And most people say, well, how can you tell me how to be a woman? Dude, this ain't me talking. Look to God. Look at the Blessed Mother. That's what a woman's supposed to be. Just listen to the Holy Spirit tell you what a woman's supposed to be. Okay? That is, this is not me. I'm not judging what you're doing because it's your marriage, it's your husband, and it's your kids. It ain't mine. I'm just letting you know what's up. You just keep on doing whatever you want to do, and then you won't have a husband. Because men, like I said, men are getting tired of it, man. The dudes that fight, those are very special guys. The, the dudes that fight and try to keep hold on to their wife, those are very special men. They are trying to submit to God because they know divorce is not the thing. But they need help. Men need help, don't they? We can't do it by ourselves, right? Okay? Uh, women are not taught how to be true classy ladies anymore. Women are psychologically, emotionally, and spiritually traumatized from giving away their gift. Uh, the weakness of men, of us men not controlling ourselves we're, we're, or giving women broken promises, the heavy burden that women have loft, lofted up on themselves. Uh, women, they have no idea of understanding of what men and society truly need from them. Um, women trying to toe the line of feminism, the absence of God and his church in their childhood and in their life, and women are demonically oppressed and there are no fathers in the home. Why are wives miserable? It's a little different, right? The pain of failed past relationships and marriages. Wives are miserable because of the pain of a neglectful, distracted, selfish husband. Wives are miserable because of not understanding their purpose as a wife, a mother, and a woman. Women, uh, wives, they are not fulfilled as a woman, and they are not fulfilled sexually. Women, they are demonically oppressed. Wives, I'm sorry, are demonically oppressed. And they have because of the uh, because of no spiritual warfare uh, by their husbands. And the last one before we go to break is women won't submit to Christ or their husband. And so they are miserable and unsatisfied. And one thing I want to say on that one that I haven't said before in the other two episodes is this is another pet peeve I have with women, especially wives who want a divorce. And then especially you feminists or you are the wives who think they're not feminists, what they really are. This thing, uh, there's a thing called the natural order. So the natural order is what God, how God has placed the, uh, the protection, um, his protection and the protection of um, from the demonic, from Satan in our lives. So the natural order is God, Jesus Christ, the husband the mother, the wife, and the children, right? And so, if you go to Ephesians 5, verses 21 and 22 and 23, something I think is one of those, of those together, it says, wives submit to their husbands. And it tells the man to, husbands submit, submit to Christ and die for, as, you know, die for your wife as Christ died for the church. And so women have this thing of, I'm not going to submit. Fine. Don't. 
the reason the natural order is set up like that is from one of the reasons now is from protection from Satan, from evil. Okay, being that the wife's number one main sole purpose is to bond and nurture the children and nurture her husband. She does not have time for spiritual warfare like a man does. And in her, that's not that's part of her job, but not as much as the husband, because the husband was has been given special abilities and special defense and protection mechanisms from God. And so women have this thing of, well, he's not going to tell me what to do. and I'm not going to submit. So if basically you're saying you're not going to submit to your husband, you're not going to submit to Christ. So what does that mean? You open up the demonic in your life. You open up the door to Satan in your life and in your family's life. You don't have to believe me. Just look at your life. Okay. The other thing is you got to understand is the reason things are like that is because if your main job is to nurture the children, nurture your husband, especially the children, who's your protector from Satan? Because you don't have time for that. So what happens is Another, what happens is when men don't submit to Christ, wives don't have to submit to them. As I understand it, I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure that the woman, the the man must be following Christ and not leading his wife and his children all over the place, right? But if the husband is submitting to Christ like he's supposed to be, like he is, then the wife is duty bound to submit to him and submit to Christ. Okay? Now, one thing that women are forgetting is that if a man is dying for you like Christ died for the church, don't you think you want that? Don't you think you want a husband that would give his life for you every single day? A husband that would, would, that, that would die for you if it, if it came to that by giving his life and his soul and his heart and his mind to you just as Christ did for the church? Okay. So that's the benefits of submitting, okay? Now, here's the thing women don't understand. They think, I'm going to leave my husband, I'm going to go move out, I'm going to get me another man, or I'm just not going to do nothing, and God's still going to be on my side. No, he ain't. What you just did, if you divorce your husband or if you move out on your husband and leave him, you have just stepped outside of the protection from Satan, for the protection from you you have just you have just stepped outside of the protection that has benefited you as the wife from God, Jesus Christ, and your husband. So now you become susceptible to the demonic on your own out there. Okay, your life might be good okay at first, but eventually it will not. Okay, but the main thing point I want to make is this: is Women expect their husband to do whatever they want. They expect to be able to go and do as a woman and a wife to be able to do whatever they want, act how they want, and they will actually not submit to their husbands. Then, but they expect the kids to submit to them. And when the kids don't, they get mad. So what you're, you, you, you won't submit to God, Christ, or your husband, but you expect your kids to submit to you. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. 
You can't abandon your husband and your family and just go out and do whatever you want and expect the kids to be beholden to you because kids ain't stupid. They will start to rebel. And most women, what they'll do, what most women will do is when they want to leave or they want to divorce their husband, what they'll do is they'll try to commandeer the kids, make the kids their buddy, make the kids their friend. Oh, yeah, we're it's me. Kids, it's me and you against the big bad daddy, against the big bad husband. And that is so wrong. That is so wrong. And I, I cannot go along with that. And neither can God. And so this is what you got to understand. If you if you break up your family, you're not just breaking up your family. You you're you're losing your protection as a wife that is that is given to you by God and your husband and your your kids will rebel. They, they will or they can or will rebel against you and you cannot expect any different from them. You cannot expect respect anymore. You cannot respect all of that because you're not respecting the wishes of God. And this also comes with as women to learn your faith. See, you guys think, well, he's just his opinion. This is not my opinion. I might not be perfectly on the points exactly, but I got the gist of it. I got the gist of it. Anybody who's who's a strong Christian, they know or Catholic, they know what I'm saying is true. They know what I'm saying is true. The reason this, the natural order is set up the way it is is to protect the women and the children. And without that, without God, Jesus Christ, and your husband, you are susceptible and your children are susceptible to the demonic. You have no more protection. And this is why I fight so hard to get men to enter the spiritual warfare and spiritual battle for their wife and their marriage and their children. Because this is how important it is. We all think that this world is the truth. This world's not the truth. This world is the test. Are we willing to endure the test? And the test is what? Am I worthy as a man, as a woman, to stand before God in the beatific vision? Am I worthy of that? If not, if I don't choose God, then I choose hell. You have to ask yourself, ladies, am I worthy to go to the big party? Are you? As a woman, are you ready to go to the big party? to hang out with God and the saints and the angels. Are you? I can't answer that. Only you can. But I would advise you, if you ain't ready, you better start getting ready. Because you got a man there that really loves you. He just doesn't know how right now. And you've got a woman up and sitting down and talk to him and help him to understand that you love him and that you have problems and issues. And like I said yesterday, any man worth his salt as a husband will sit there and listen to you. If you let them know that you have a problem and you're hurting, they will, but you can't nag him. You can't um, criticize him. You can't disrespect him because he won't listen to you. Then he won't because he's not wired like that. All he hears is noise. When you do that, And I don't want that for you and neither do they. Believe it or not, your husband would not have married you if you didn't make him not want to be a better man. No man marries a woman that doesn't make them want to be a better man. Ask him. Ask your husband. He'll tell you. He married you because he, you, he, thought, he, he thought you were holy, beautiful. He thought you were, um, he, you were goodness, of pure goodness, and he, 
He wanted, he, you made him want to be better than himself. Just as like God, women, this is why I don't like feminists because they do not lead their husbands and their children to God. They don't. Because that is communism and that is evil. If a wife is not leading herself and her kids to, to the father and the husband, and then those two together are not leading the kids and the family to God, again, what are we here for? What are we here for? Okay, so that's what I got. That's food for thought. Um, of course, people are not going to like what I just said. It's not that I don't care. The, the thing is, I can't care because our marriage is on the line. We're in the fight of our life. We're battling Satan, and we cannot bend to his will anymore. Bam. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. Okay, hey, 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 hey. We are back. We are back. I don't know why my program keeps doing that, y'all. I am so sorry. I don't, it's been doing that for a week and I don't know how to fix it. <laughs> I'm just a marriage coach. I'm just a man. I don't know how to, I'm out of techie. <laughs> um, so uh, this is the last show before my vacation. Um, so um, there won't be any more podcasts until in a for a couple of weeks uh, live. Um, I'm sorry, but you know, uh, I don't have a, I'm not, I'm not all fancy where I got, I have somebody to take over my show <laughs> while I'm gone, but I haven't had a real vacation in 20 years. And I, I think I'm I'm getting burnt out, and I I I want to serve my fellas better than I, than I want to serve them the best I can, and so I have to go and rejuvenate myself, um, so I come back and and really get get back and, and get ready to battle for them, and that's my main mission to battle for those gentlemen because they are warriors, and I love them, and and if I'm if I'm not myself the way I can be, you know, um, it hurts them and hurts our cause. So with that being said, let's get to it. Again, we are talking about the 33 things that our beloved wives do to screw up their marriage. And again, we're not trying to get on ladies. We're just trying to bring out the truth because nobody has talked to you like I'm talking to you today. I can almost guarantee it. 
They're filling you with all this crap that does not work. If, if, if believe me, ladies, if you if the way you thought and the way that stuff that we're talking about worked, I would not say a word. I'd be like, hey, go for it. Big bam, do it. But it doesn't work. Not only is it not of God, and not only does it not support God, it does not work. <laughs> it doesn't. Just think about it. It doesn't work. This is why a lot of men, like we, me and men, can get along. Because the way I bring the face and the way I bring it to is I, I bring the face as it pertains to society and in our daily lives. And it's common sense. I mean, if it's not working, it's not working and on, a, on, a, on a global, logical basis. And so this is why these are things that I've seen in my little 57 years that I've seen my whole life that women have done that have screwed up their marriage, that have screwed up their relationship with their, with their husbands and their children, you know. Um, and so I'm not the know-all be-all. I make mistakes too, and so does my wife. We all make mistakes. But the difference between people like me is I rectify. I try to fix it immediately. I don't wait, let it fester. I don't, I'm not in a dream world. I'm not in a twilight zone. And my wife says she loves the twilight zone. <laughs> she said she likes being in the twilight zone. But I'm not gonna let my wife be there. I'm not that kind of, I don't, that's not that kind of party for me. Okay. So y'all, let's get started. We're going to review uh, the ones from the first 11 and um, then we'll go into the new ones. Um, and remember, you know, these are not any, in any particular order, but what I will say is they do get worse as the wife sinks deeper and deeper into her own misery and selfishness. She gets more and more unfulfilled. She gets more and more unsatisfied, more and more angry, more and more depressed. And these things, they, they just happen. I've seen it happen too many times. And then the first thing they want to do is go to the psychiatrist get doped up. And that makes it worse most of the time, you know. And so what we got to do as men is try to help our wives, love them, pray for them, do spiritual warfare for them, learn how to communicate with our wives so she knows we love them and learn how to love them uh, intimately the way they need. Okay. So number one from yesterday was feminism. Women have been conned into believing they can have their cake and eat it too. Number two, wives don't pray and enter the spiritual warfare for their husbands and children. Your prayers are powerful when it comes to your husband, ladies, and children too, but you must submit and conform. Number three, wives don't know or try to understand their faith in Christ's church. A weak, a weak faith is what Satan wants. Many women after a bad marriage or relationship with a man tend to abandon God. Number four, wives expect husbands to read their mind. This is completely unfair, ladies. I know you are the pursued and it is your nature, but men are hard-headed and need to be told directly what you want and what you need. Number five, wives place the needs, wants, and desires of their children above God, their husband, and marriage. Ladies, your kids are not God. They need their parents together in the same home. Number six, wives don't tell their husbands about their hurts and problems. This will kill your conversation, happiness, and marriage almost immediately. Number seven, wives, confide in, wives will confide in divorced women concerning their marriage problems. Right? Misery, misery loves company, wives. Don't become part of this miserableness. Divorce is not what you think it is. 
Number eight, wise confiding of the men concerning their marriage problems. If you confide another man concerning your marriage, this is a breach of promise and your marital contract. You're opening up yourself to fall for this man. Number nine, wives having affairs, physical affairs. You won't give your husband intimacy or tell him what you want, but expect another man to be that dream guy forever. This is pure insanity. Number 10, wives, husbands are not their best friend. So wives, your husbands are not your best friend. Your marriage will eventually fail or become lackluster and mediocre if your husband is not your best friend. Number 11, wives put their best friends above the relationship with their husband. A recipe for disaster, divorce within 10 years. Bam. All right. That's the first. That's the first. Uh, that's the first 11. So what we're going to do now is hit the new things for the show. So this is this is this is we're going to go into the next 11. So try to start to stay with me. You know, again, like I said, a lot of folks are not going to agree with what I'm saying. Like I've lost some people already because they can't hang it. They can't take the truth. I'm sorry. I, I really am. But I really this is to help. This is what's best for all of us so that we can understand what our wife needs. Gentlemen, right. We want to understand what our wife needs. And in order to do that, we've got to understand her flaws and things that she's doing to hurt our marriage. OK. And the great thing of it is, is when I lose a few, I always get more back. <laughs> so with that being said, let's rock this. Let's have some fun. OK. So number 12. OK. Wives cut their hair like men. Okay, I I I can't I I had to not do this one yesterday because I get riled up. This is one of my pet peeves, and it's a lot of men's pet peeves too. But they won't say it. <laughs> Wives who cut their hair like men. I didn't sign up to marry someone who looks like a man. I didn't. I didn't. Do not cut your hair if. Why would you cut your hair and not consult your, your husband? Why would you do that? Your, that is your, your hair is your beauty. Your hair is one of the things that shows that you're a, a beautiful woman. And men are visual. That's another thing. Women don't, they seem to just don't get it. And then they try to dog us out because we are visual. We, we are your husband would have married you if he didn't think you looked beautiful. He didn't like the way you looked in some way. Then he listened to you talk. Then he learned your personality. Then he, he learned your soul. But what draws a man to you at first? Get over it is your looks, okay? Get over it. But when a man marries a woman, men, we expect our wife, and this is kind of unfair too a little bit, <laughs> We can't expect our wife to kind of look the same for like 50 years. <laughs> we can't, you know, we have to adjust, you know, but that's just men. That's not a bad thing. It's just how we are. But one thing that women must understand is we didn't sign up to, to marry someone who looks like a man. Here's the proof. Have you ever been walking in the city and there are two people walking down the street holding hands and you go, what the heck are they doing? Because from the back, it looks like two dudes. You get up on them, it's a woman. She got her hair tapered like a dude. 
And she's got on blue jeans and uh, uh, what do you call those shirts? Uh, uh, like a regular uh, a shirt, not even a blouse. No earrings, nothing. Just looking like a dude walking down the street with her husband, all happy. But you know what? That's not fair. And then they get mad. Women get mad when a man, when her husband looks at another man, another woman who looks like her, a woman. My thing is, women who cut their hair, mo most of them, they're damaged. They're damaged emotionally, psychologically, and spiritually. I've seen it my whole life. Most women who cut their hair, even the older ones who go, well, I'm cutting my hair because it's more convenient for me. See, that's selfishness. That's selfishness. It's more convenient for you. What about your husband? What about the man who you say you you love them for the rest of your life? You said you're going to try to please him and love him and be first and, and love him with all your heart. What about him? Did you even consult him before you start looking like a dude walking down the street? You know, and the reason I say women are psychologically, emotionally damaged is because here's what happened with women. Just like with the one I talked about God, right? Here's what happens to them. They give away their gift. They get hurt. Then they become a lesbian. They cut their hair. And they, 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 men, they become a feminist. It's almost clockwork. And if they don't become a feminist, then what they do is they, they, they're, they're hurt. And this is what people don't understand about women. Women, this is why God has tasked that women not give away their gift because they cannot handle it psychologically and emotionally and spiritually. They cannot handle it. If women have sex with anyone other than their husband, they will get damaged psychologically. They will. But see, all this, the society tries to make women think that, that, they can, that they can handle all of that. You can't, ladies. You can't. And then when you get married, you're going to take all that baggage into your marriage with a man who has no idea how to handle that. I'm I've seen it too many times. I'm telling you stuff that ain't nobody going to tell you because they're scared to tell you. You cannot give your gift away as a woman and think that you're going to be okay psychologically and spiritually. It's not going to happen. This is why I, every time I see a woman that has her hair tapered off like a man in the back or has cut off all her beautiful hair, I know something's wrong with her. I know something's wrong with her. What do lesbians do? First thing they do, they cut off all their hair. You know why? Because they've been hurt. It's obvious if we just look at it. Psychiatrists know it too, but they won't say nothing because they're scared. They're scared the person's going to get mad. I'm telling you, this is why it's a pet peeve of me. First of all, I don't think it looks good. Second of all, I'm your husband, and I should have, if I'm your husband, I should at least have a say, a little bit of say, of how your hair is. I mean, you, I married you, you have, you're beautiful and had long, pretty hair, and you're just going to chop it off now. So I've got, and you know what they say? Oh, just deal with it. Just deal with it. Right. Just deal with it. Okay, I'll start wearing dresses then. And we walk down the street, at least they'll know one of us. <laughs> one of us, one of us is both of us wrong. Both of us messed up. I'll wear dresses and you look like a dude. Then we walk down the street together. <laughs> okay. So that's my thing. So now that's number 12. That's why I don't like 
I don't believe in cutting off women cut looking like a dude. I don't because it's not fair to their husbands. And then is there 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 it lets me know and other men who understand it, it lets them know that something's wrong with them. Now, you know, um, now my wife used to say, Well, black women don't have long hair. That's true, but they got afros. It's the same, it doesn't matter. Hair's hair, you know. You know, I seen black women cut their hair and look like dudes. They don't, you don't have to, I'm not talking about women, like a black woman who perms her hair, right? You know, long hair. I'm not, that's the same. But what I'm saying is when black women can grow hair and have afros and be beautiful. So it's, to me, it's the same thing. If a, a black woman has an afro and looks beautiful with her hair, and then she goes and cuts off all her beautiful hair <laughs> to look like a man. That's not cool, man. It's not cool. So number 12, which number 13, which goes on with the one I just talked about. Wives stop looking appealing for their husbands. You must understand, ladies, that men were visual. Ask yourself, is this what my husband signed up for? A woman who allows herself to go physically. Look, I understand women have babies and they have all these things happen to their body. They get menopause, they get on their menstrual cycle, and all these things happen. What I'm saying is. If you marry, if a man marries a woman and she's 300 pounds, that's completely different. But I've seen 300 pound women still take care of themselves. They got they got their hair together, they got their earrings on, they look they got their dresses on, they look very feminine, they're very ladylike. That's what I'm talking about. And what I'm seeing is women, we get women get too comfortable, just like men get too comfortable. You know, okay, I got him now, or I got her now, so I can just look anywhere how I look. I just look how I look. He's like, he got to set me for who I am. And your husband is not as going, oh, my God, what's going on? You know, and so what happens is, first thing a wife's going to do is she's going to, I have this happen to me all the time. Women listen to this thing. They're going to go to their husband and go, is what he's saying true? And you know what your husband's going to say? Oh, baby, no, baby, that ain't true. He's, he's full of crap. Of course your husband's going to say that. Of course your husband's going to say that. Because <laughs> he's not going to upset you. And, and I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't call my wife fat if she was fat. I wouldn't say my wife, oh, you don't look good. No, you can't say that. Women know how to, women know what look good means. They do. If you love your husband, if you you say you love him, look special for him. I'm not saying every single day, but during at least at least five out of seven, like look decent. I, I see women, I, women, dude. I see them. I'm out in the thing. Women go to the store now with rags on their head, flip flops on, uh, pajamas at the store, and they married and stuff. Or if they're not married, how do you expect to get a man looking like that? You men, you know, men, we are visual, and women, you know that instinctually. Please, your husband, you said you love him. Give him what he wants. Serve him a little bit. He he love he's gonna love you anyway, but it's a benefit when you look beautiful for him. And I'm not saying every day, like, of course, you go out to dinner or something, go out to like a date night or something. Of course, you're going to look nice, I would hope. But on a day-to-day basis, keep yourself together. You know, keep yourself together. You know, look, look, 
look look feminine for him. Even if you even if you do have to wear jeans or whatever. I was watching a show of uh, Murder She Wrote. Jessica, that's my girl, and there was an episode where um, they were in the country, and there was this lady on there, and she was like a, a, a she was like a, a rancher or something, like she was head of a ranch. But man, she was still so she had on blue. You had to wear her little blue jeans and had to wear her hat, her cowboy hat stuff. But man, she was still very feminine. The way she acted, the way she talked to men, the way she moved. You know, like I, I don't understand why women like try to act like a man and deepen your voice and walk like a man and talk like a man. That is not what your husband signed up for, okay? Um, and that's that's a that's a that's. I just want you to understand that your husband loves you very deeply. He really does, but he also likes to look at you too. He really does, and and most men. We're married to our wives and we see the beauty beneath them too. But you know what? Give us some candy sometime. Don't just get in the habit of just looking any old kind of way for your husband and then have the gall to get upset when he sees a, a nice looking woman walking down the street or in the store or on TV. How can you be hypocritical like that? It, you, it, it, it doesn't make sense. Okay. I have a caller. Um, so I'm going to do, um, let me see. Oh, we're doing good today. So, uh, so next one, uh, caller. I'm gonna do this number fourteen, and then uh, we will. I will take your call. So, number fourteen is wives can't cook. You a wife? You a woman? You're the heart of your home, and you can't cook. And you can't cook. Can't boil an egg, and proud of it too. How can you, as a woman, expect? Your husband, part of, you know what, they're saying in Louisiana, I think it's Louisiana, but in the South, you know, in the South, where, you know, when a woman cooks for you, cooks for a man, she got him. She got him. He becomes uh, infatuated with her. And I'm pretty sure that's in the South. Might be Louisiana. Um, it's New Orleans, that kind of area. Man. I had a friend, and I was in the Air Force. So if all you don't know, I was in the Air Force for like 10 years. And I had a friend who was from Louisiana. And he, he would always tell me, he said, yeah, man, we, we don't, we don't, we, we're real wary of what to let women cook for us because we, because <laughs> we know they got us. They kind of, we get to become infatuated with, they put something in the food or something. But, you know, we would joke around about it, but that is a, that is a thing. I know, man, the first time my wife, Mary Kathleen Jacobs, bless her soul. <laughs> Dude, she cooked for me. I went over to the house, over her house, and I sat down, and, and she she made, she, and it was a simple meal, too. It wasn't even anything grand. She gave me some Kool-Aid, because she knew I like Kool-Aid, some Brussels sprouts, and I don't like Brussels sprouts at the time. I didn't. And then she made me some pork steak. Now, a lot of you don't know what pork steak is, but it's like the low end of the of the pig or something. But anyway, I've never had it before in my life. I've only ever had like pork chops or something. Man, my wife sat down and we were just dating at the time, y'all. We was just dating. Man, she sat down, just watched me. And I ate the hell out of that meal. <laughs> She'll tell you, if you ever meet my wife, She'll tell you, I think I fell in love that day. <laughs> I 
think I did. I think I really did. I fell in love that day. Oh, that was so good. And I was like, wow. And ever since then, my wife has made a point to cook for me. I see that's why I'm a big guy. See, she, 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 she's trying to keep me under control, y'all. <laughs> so look, women, believe it or not, even though your husband loves you, he wants you to cook for him. He wants you to show you women who can cook. They use that to show their love and devotion and appreciation for their husband. It's a love thing. It's not a duty thing. You see, it's one of those things where, my God, she's cooking for me. She loves me. She cares about me. My wife won't even let me get my own food. Now, and although I try, I can cook, y'all. I really can. I can burn pretty good. I'm not, I mean, I'm not like her, but I can cook. I like my own food. I can cook. I can cook chicken. I can cook lobster. I can cook whatever you want. I can, because I, I grew up like that. I, I grew up in my own house. My mother worked uh, twelve, like 10 o'clock at night to 7 o'clock in the morning, and she'd be asleep all day. So me and my sister had to learn how to cook. So that's, why I, that's how I learned. My wife will not let me, she would get mad if I get, and my wife grew up in the feminist world too. So don't think that she was like, oh, she's just being weak. No, my wife's not like that. My wife's a very um, loving, caring um, devoted wife who who wants to love me, right? And and, I, and as a man, even though I a lot of times I I can, I, just, I can get my own plate, I get up and cook my own food, but I don't do it. You know why? Because I don't want her. That's sh that's showing her that I don't appreciate her. That's one of her things. And so what do I do? I just sit there. <laughs> I just sit there and wait for my food to come. You know, and. That's how she shows she loves me. And I have to, as a man and a husband, I have to let her know that, right? I have to submit to my wife and know that that's her thing. And so when I'm, when I talk to ladies, when I'm talking to you ladies today, believe it or not, that's not a duty. That's you showing your husband you love him. It is. And, and, and you showing your kids you love them too. My, my wife says cooking is about love. And most women will tell you that. Most men, too. We'll, we, we all kind of know that. And so when a, a, a wife is cooking and you come home and you smell that, that's the smell of love in the house. That's, that's why women, it's about nurturing your, your, your children and nurturing your husband. If you want your husband to fall deeply in love with you, learn to serve him. He will appreciate it. He will once he realizes what, what, that you're, he realizes you're a special woman. Okay? So... That I'm gonna take this call. I'm gonna pause at 14. I'm gonna take this call, uh, live caller, and I hope I don't get cussed out today. But I I have before, so <laughs> so I'm ready for it. So let me see who's on my call today. Uh, where? There we go. Talk. And hello, caller. Hello. Oh, hey, man. What's up? Hey, I have a question for you. Can you help me with this? Uh-oh. That don't sound good. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's what you're talking about today. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I need to know, how do you handle the different um, upbringings from different areas of the country? You're just talking about Louisiana. I'm from New England. Nice. And in New England, we're known for being very genuine, direct people. So I'm going to give you an example. In your 18... Areas that you talk about that you can't do to a wife that are marriage killing things. You're also talking about the 33 things that wives do to kill marriages. Yep. 
I'm asking you, can you help me define a fine line of a comment I'm about to make? My wife was 130 pounds when I married her, and I thought she was the most beautiful woman I've ever met. She put on 36 pounds in four years, and I did a simple math equation. And I asked her, I said, how much have you put on? She got on the scale, and she said 36 pounds. I said, 36 divided by four is nine. Nine times 10 is 90. One, 130 and 90 is 220. If I want a fat woman that lies to me all the time, I would have married my daughter's mom. <laughs> that is being kind right. in the area I grew up. Right, right, right. <laughs> That's being kind. Not saying anything and say, oh, honey, you're beautiful. is not the truth. That's just being nice. But that to me is being cruel because you're not helping your wife understand if she takes care of herself. So I'm trying to discern from what you're teaching today and what you've taught in your 18 marriage killers. How do you walk the fine line on that? Because she's much more attractive, like I saw her in court on the 19th of April. She lost all that weight. And I'm saying, ah, she's getting ready for another guy. Yeah. I don't think she's doing it for herself personally. She's getting mm-hmm. ready for another guy, or she's maybe getting ready to come back to me. It's one of the three, is my opinion. But how do you walk that fine line on what you're teaching today about being honest with taking care of yourself as a wife? And she clearly wasn't. She was wearing frumpy clothes and just wearing stuff around the house out in public. And I was just like, I wish she would just put a dress on, put some makeup on. She stopped wearing makeup. Mm-hmm. So it's just that an earrings, bought her nice earrings, bought her nice necklace. How do you walk that fine line between where you're criticizing and you're actually giving constructive criticism? Because from New England, that's constructive criticism. I don't want a fat wife. That's just my own preference. She wasn't fat when I married her. Okay. So this is very touchy. And believe me, I'm the king of doing touchy stuff. But this is really touchy. This will This can end your marriage. Because the reason why is women don't forget. If a man tells his wife that she's fat, she will never forget that. I mean, she won't. She will never forget that till for 90 years. And so what you have to do, here's, here's, how, here's how you do it. Your wife has to know that you love her deeply and that you have her best interest at heart, number one. Then she will start to most of the time they will start to look better on their own. What I've seen is women who don't feel loved, who don't feel like they are, um, they're, uh, they're, they're, they're treated like they should be treated and things like that. They kind of a lot of times go into their own self and just kind of don't look, they just kind of start looking anyway. And one of the things too, is that in order to get her to see a lot of times what you could do is guide her. Like, don't tell her she's fat, but like, ask her, Hey baby, you could like, like you want, will you walk out? Will you work out? You know, want to go for a walk with me? You want to, you know, want to get a machine and we can work out together, you know, Hey, you as a man learn how to eat. And so then you say, Hey baby, can you cook, can you cook this chicken for me? And with this, with this broccoli or whatever. And, 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 you know, and then that will help move things along. But man, even that is not what you're looking for. I know. But what I'm telling you is there's no there's no good way to do that. So I stay away from it. The reason why is you hear me today telling women what they can do to, to be better to, to be better women, to better be better wives for their husbands, but their husbands really can't tell them that. 
because they will get mad and get upset. And so what the, the what I try to start what I what I started doing is I I look at my wife and try to find the positive things about my wife. Then she knows I love her, and then she'll start to make herself look better. She'll start to wear earrings. She'll start to get her hair right. She'll start to dress better because she knows a woman who feels good and fulfilled and satisfied, she will do that stuff naturally anyway. Okay, especially if her if she know her knows her husband loves her. Um, and the last thing is got like I said, guide them, and and that's man. I, I know from the where you are from that like the New York area, New England area kind of area. And what I always say is that you've heard me say this a million times. Do you want to be right or do you want to save your marriage? And so that's always in my head when I talk to my wife, even me, I'm, I'm a marriage coach and I still do not. I talk to my wife in a certain way that I don't talk. I don't talk to anybody else that way. What do you think? Well, I agree with it. I just had one tip, kind of caveat. I wish you could clarify for me. What if you've done everything you said and you constantly coach her to go to the gym with you to stay in shape or walk on the beach every day? Just take a half an hour and go to the beach and for your lunch. Mm-hmm. Just pack a sandwich. So I, I even offered to make sandwiches. For right. It. So what and you do to no avail. That's why I was asking. Brother, what you got to do is you got to you got to be at peace with it. That's your wife. Okay. That you you know what I'm saying. You you chose her. You know what I'm saying. What I'm saying is. There's no 100% way, but what it is, is you lead. And, and those things that I talked about, I, you know, I was you know, showing you how to lead, and then hopefully she'll come along. But in the end, it, it works like this. She can, re, she can re, refuse you and the Holy Spirit all she wants. And what this is why you hear me talk about a lot, back, a lot about is to be at peace what happens that way you don't start feeling negativity and resentment and stuff for your wife because once we start to feel resentment or things like that for our wife that's it comes out in our pores when we talk to them we interact with them and this is why you gotta control is a don't try to control her let in the end you gotta let her do what she's wants to do because she's a grown woman and 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 a human person you see okay I just thought I'd ask. No, I think it's a great question, but you, you know, it's hard, buddy. Marriage is hard. But think about it. Look, like, think about it like this. When you don't say the, the things, it's painful to you, right? Isn't it? Think about what I just said. It's painful to you not to be able to say to your wife the things you want to say. And so what is that? That's called sacrifice. That's called suffering. And that prayer, if you offer that suffering that you're feeling but not be able to tell her these things, then you offer it up to Christ for her and then let the Holy Spirit work on her. Because it's painful not, not to be able to say. That's why people lose well, control. They, they lose control I, because they get angry and then they have to say, I can say whatever I want. But controlling ourselves like Christ is how we become real men. Does that make sense? Yeah, I want to make one more comment so you can get back to your thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was always taught you always choose, you have a choice in pain. You either choose the pain to remain married and put up with a woman being fat and not honest, or you have the pain of going through a divorce proceeding. And I always say pick your poison. I always recommend picking the lesser of the two evils. Mm -hmm. So if, if I can 
assist my wife in losing the weight and save the marriage, to me, that's a loving gesture. Yeah, that's but, just me. But in, but, but in the end, man, look, look at it like this. In the end, does God force us to do to come to him? No, we do it because we get out of um, grace with God. And because he loves us. Because we come to God because we realize he loves us, we're on fire for him, and we want to please him. So with our wives, it's the same thing. In the end, we can do all the things that we can to show her we love her. We can do all the things we can to bond with her and unite with her. But in the end, we can't control her. She is her own woman. She is her own human person, which is what God lets us know. And so we can't force her by fighting and arguing with her and try to and try to uh, and try to, you know, uh, uh, convince her. And so what we do is like you hear me say, I forgot what Saint said it, but our job as Catholics is to um, and Christians is to inform, not to convince. Convincing is the Holy Spirit's job. And that's why I have the first thing I have men do is to enter spiritual warfare. If you want your wife to change, ask, pray for her and, and ask God, is that what what needs to happen too? You see what I'm saying? Controlling, sure. it, it makes things, it just, be it, try my best, try your best to be at peace with it is what I'm saying. It, it works a lot better. Yeah, and I agree because I'm not trying to control my wife. I'm trying to lead my wife. To Amen. Because I, I, I know you, man. I know what, I know you, brother. I know you, you're trying to do that. I, I'm with you. <laughs> All right. Hey, brother. Thank right. you. Thanks, Sherry. Bye. All right. Bye. All right. All right. So we're going to get right back to it. Thank you for calling. That was a good call. Another good call. Man, I've had some good calls lately, the last month or so. All right. So we're going to finish up. So number 15 of the things that women do to destroy their marriages. Um, wives deny their husband sex as punishment. Okay. That's a big one. That's a very huge one. Women, wives who deny their husband sex to get him to do something. Oh, no, yeah, to get him to do what she wants is just like with me and the caller we're talking about. That's, that's, that's trying to manipulate and control. That is not fair. That's not what people who love each other do. That is not what lovers do. We don't punish like that. We don't, we don't, uh, 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 we don't um, manipulate like that. We don't hold things against our spouse like that. Why? Because like I just told him, it builds resentment. One of the things that, that God says that's in the church that most people don't really realize or understand is why would God say, if you deny your husband sex, if you deny your wife sex, it's a mortal sin. Why is that? First of all, if you, you would think that that's mean or uncaring if you don't understand the faith. And the faith says this. God's church says this. The reason it's a mortal sin to deny your husband the marital embrace or for a husband to deny his wife the marital embrace is because you have to know why we were created in the first place. We were created to create, to, 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 to have, to take those souls that God gives us and to give them back to God. God created us because he wanted, as, he wanted to share his beautiful self 
the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit with creatures. We are creatures, whether you want to believe it or not. We are not omnipotent. We are a creature. And so God, this is why Satan got pissed. Satan got pissed because God wanted to share himself with us and he didn't want to submit. He wanted to put the Blessed Mother above the angels. And Satan was like, I ain't doing that. And he got banished to hell. What people don't understand is you don't have to submit to God. You don't listen. This is your life. It really is. In the end, you make all decisions and every decision you make takes you away from God or it takes you toward God. You've got, but in order, when you deny your husband sex, ladies, all you're doing is building resentment. Because men, as, I, as, you, as I've said in this, in this series before, men are very fragile when it comes to our wife. Our egos are very fragile when it comes to our wives. And if you deny me sex and I'm asking you and, and I'm reasonably asking you and you give me a well, I got a headache or I don't feel good or I'm tired every day of the week. I know men that have not had sex with their wife for nine, 10 years because she don't want to. Is that fair? Is that a life that we want to lead? Think about it, ladies. Is that fair? That's the man you said you love. Sure, he's not perfect, but I ask you, before you deny your husband sex, have you, have you done everything you can? Have you prayed for him? Have you petitioned God to change his heart? Have you got on your knees and went to masses, daily uh, masses for him? Have you went to adoration for him? Have you prayed rosaries for him? Have you fasted for him? Have you learned how to communicate and understand your husband better? Through knowledge? Have you done that? Before you go going against God's plan and not having and, and, and denying creation, which is the very reason you as a woman were created. Get over it. It's the truth. You were created as a baby machine. That's what you're here for. Get over it. I'm not special and you're not special. We're we're creatures. We're creatures. But in the end, this suffering that you're this suffering that you're suffering now, this suffering that you're suffering now, what it will do is it will prepare you to be with God in the beatific vision for eternity. So the suffering is worth it. But if we don't know our faith, we start to think it's all about us and what I want. It's not about you and what you want. That's your husband's job. Let him give you that. But in the meantime, you be the woman that God created you to be. That's what you do. You submit and stop being selfish and love your husband. Because if you don't, you're going to lose him. You will lose him. Now, everybody expects, you know, well, men should control themselves. Why? We're married. We're married. Sex is part of marriage. It's the second most important thing in your marriage besides prayer. So if you deny your husband intimacy or you're not, or if he has ED or premature ejaculation or things like that, and you're not supportive of him and trying to help him solve that, are you being a, are you being a loving wife by, by not supporting him just because you're mad because you can't get over yourself? That's not fair, ladies. That's not fair. 
And so that brings me to the next one. Wives in menopause or after menopause, selfishness in sex. Menopausal women are selfish in, when it comes to sex now. You know why? Because they ain't fertile no more. Their, their hormones are gone, so they don't even think about sex. Okay? They don't. And so what does that mean? They get in their selfishness. Well, I don't want sex anymore, so he's just going to have to work. work he's going to have to deal with it. That ain't fair, is it? You go weeks and months and years. See, this is another thing that women don't really realize. You, When you are fertile, you want to make love all the time, most of the time, especially if you had a, a good lover as a husband. But now your hormones are gone. You're in menopause. You're 40, 45, 50, 60, 65, 70 years old. And you don't have the same feelings um, within you that you had before, the same desires. Then what do you do? Well, I don't want to, so he ain't getting none. And then if you do give it to him, you don't have a good attitude about it. You just, oh, come on, hurry up. Is that what your husband, is it your husband signed up for that? That's not fair to him. Men, see, another thing we don't understand, men are fertile forever. So we're going to always want to make love. That's just how we are. That's not our fault. Men who take care of themselves until they're 100 years old, they can have sex until they're to, for whenever they want. That's the reward God gives them for taking care of their bodies. And so you're his wife. This is why this is thing going around um, in the SSPX church where, you know, well, I'm not fertile no more and I can't have babies no more. So I ain't got to have sex with my husband. Are you insane? This comes from not understanding your faith. Why did God create marriage, everybody? Why? Number one, procreation. That's the first most important reason. Again, get over it. Number two, for the education and uh, for the education and formation of children in the faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the second reason he created marriage. And the third reason, which we're talking about right now, is for the unity of the spouses. So, sex. So, if you as a woman ain't having sex with your husband, you're going to lose the emotional connection with him eventually. And he's going gonna, gonna, to be a resentment. He ain't going to want to talk to you. He ain't going to want to come home to you. He ain't going to want to be around you. He's going to be around his buddies. This is how important sex is. Get over it. It's the truth. And the reason, one of the reasons that we're supposed to make love, even when we're in menopause, even in our 60s, even in our 50s and 70s and 80s and stuff, is so that when we go out in public, we are emotionally bonded together. We're emotionally connected. We have emotional closeness and we love each other. And people who aren't married and people who are married can see how much we love each other. And they go, oh, my God, that's such a beautiful couple. I can tell they love each other. So what does that do? That promotes God's way of marriage. Older people have just as much responsibility to promote marriage as younger people do. But what do we all do? We let Satan determine what kind of man or woman we are. And we got to stop that, okay? Your husband is a man. Get over it. He has desires. Get over it. Serve your husband. Love him. Put him first for once in your life. And stop getting mad at him when he wants to make love to you. 
If he doesn't make love to you the way you want to, tell him what you want. Sit him down. Have a discussion with him. And gentlemen, when your wife talks to you about sex, don't get mad. Don't get an ego. Be approachable. And write it down. <laughs> write it down so that you don't forget what she said. That's what I do. I write stuff down, dude. Because I'm not going to let my wife be walking around here, um, uh, you know, not wanting to make love to me. So I would try my best to give her what she asked for. Okay? Okay. Number 17. Uh, wives not acting as a true and authentic feminine woman. We act like men. Again, men didn't sign up to be around a woman. Feminism promotes that. Men, we, we love our wife. We married our wife. We didn't marry a feminist. We didn't marry another man. We want a lady, someone who supports us, who respects us, who loves us. Sure, you hear me say all the time, men get together first. Why? Because that's their job. They're the leaders. They have to lead. But ladies, you have to support and nurture and be the heart of the home. Show that man he loves you. Be the sweetest, kindest, loving woman that you can to guide your husband, and he will do what you need. Number 18. Wives, too many borderline emotional affairs with other women or men. Wives, too many borderline emotional affairs with other women or men. This breaches the marital trust. This is a very hard one to understand. Gentlemen, men, why women need to talk. They need to bond with through conversation. So if you're not giving them conversation, they go find somebody who is. And this is one thing, men, we kind of lack in. Unless we want to get with a woman and, and get in her pants, you know, we really don't try to have good conversation. We don't care. Yes, no, uh-huh, bye, hi, one word answer stuff. But when we want to get with a woman, we like her and we want to get with her, all of a sudden we're the best conversations in the world. When we get married, we get too comfortable, don't we? And we start neglecting our wife. We don't talk to her. We don't give her what she needs. We don't pay attention to her. So what does she do? She goes out and find people who will because they need that. And I don't like my wife. My wife goes and has lunch with her friends. She invites people over. She goes to her little retreats and she wants to go her little stuff with, with other women and stuff. And I love that. I like that. I'm confident in that, that my wife loves me enough and, and she knows I love her enough that she can do whatever she wants as long as me and her maintain our emotional connection, right? So, gentlemen, the reason your wife is having an emotional affair, one of them is, with another man or another woman, is because they're not getting what they need from you. Most women fall in, well, I've been told all women, but I'll say most women fall in love with, what they, with their ears, what they hear from their ears. So if you as a man are married to your wife and, you know, you're not talking to her and you're not giving her conversation and, and you guys don't have flow like that, then she's going to go get it from somebody else. And what happens is she becomes close with that person. If it's a man or a woman. Now, most women who are married, they, they get close with other women. But we don't really call that an emotional affair, but it really kind of is because women will, like I said before, telling other people about personal things that only you should be telling your husband is a breach of the marital contract. I think it is. Matter of fact, I know it is. Um, so, but with men, it's even worse because your husband most times doesn't care if you have an emotional affair or spend a lot of time with a woman. 
as long as she's not divorced and trying to make you divorce your husband. But with another man, that's a whole other thing. And that's when men don't like that. That's not that's not the same. You know, we don't get an emotional favor of the men because to a man, that's like you you basically having sex with him. <laughs> that's how we think. And in God's eyes, an emotional affair and a physical affair are the same. Because you're giving your soul, your heart, and your mind to another person, to another man. Okay. Number 19. Uh, wives try to control their husbands by nagging him and telling him what to do. You will lose him eventually. I've talked about this kind of already. If you want your husband to listen and do what you want, you cannot nag him. You cannot try to control him. You cannot try to uh, criticize him. You cannot disrespect him. You cannot blame him because he's going to tune you out. He's going to tune you out. He is. And he's not going to listen. And you're going to tell him 25,000 times and he still ain't going to do it. Your job and duty and the loving way and caring way way to do this, ladies, is to what? Is to guide your husband. Guide him. Be loving. Use your your gift as a woman to guide your husband because he wants to do what you want. He wants to do what you ask him to do. But it's all how you approach him. Okay? Really. Believe it or not, most most men that listen listen to this, they, 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 they agree with me on this one. Okay, so the nagging and the controlling and the and the and the blaming and the criticizing and disrespect, men they gonna respond to that. If you want your husband to be a better husband, you've got to pray for him and you've got to learn how to talk to him and use your womanly your womanliness to get to his heart. That's what works. Okay, number twenty, wives work too much. Will will you while you are working who? Who, while you are working, ladies, who is tending to your children? More important, who is tending to the needs of your husband? That's a big one. Women these days, like I said earlier, they got too much on them. They got way too much on them. I feel so sorry for women. I really do. That's another podcast from the time. But you've got to understand, ladies, if you're not at home nurturing your home, if you're not at home nurturing your husband, your children, if you're not at home, at home being the heart of your home, who is? That's enough said on that one. Men are just like women in this area. They will put up with it for a while. They will because men are naturally good. They want to please their wives. But men are men too. They have needs. I don't mean needs as far as sex. I mean, they need, they, they, they need needs from their wife, her attention, her love, her nurturing, her support. That's what husbands need from their wives. And if they look up every time you gone with your friends somewhere, you gone with your co-workers somewhere, you working 18, well, I want to say eight hours, but you're working 10, 12, 16 hours a day, and you and your husband only see each other 20 minutes, enough to kiss each other, say, I love you, go to bed, wake up, do it again, then somebody's not getting their needs fulfilled. Really, it's both of you. But we're talking about women. We're talking to women today. We're not talking about men today. Okay? Please understand your family needs you. And if you have to sacrifice your job for that, then that's what you got to do. I can't tell you how many women, they're nurses, that's just an example, and they work in all night, 24 hours, 48 hours straight, all that kind of stuff. They don't call their husbands. They don't, they don't connect with their husbands. And then the hu- he starts to miss her. And guess what? The emotional connection goes. And then what do they want to do? They want to blame the husband. And that ain't his fault. Okay? Next, 21. 
Two more. Wives, your home is not clean. Woo-wee. Oh, boy. This is a big one. No, it's not a big one. I'm not going to say it's a big one. It's a, it's, a, it's a medium one. So this goes along with working too much and, and the cooking thing. Your home is your domain, ladies, but whether you want to accept it or not, it is. You are the domain. That's your thing. You run the house. And most guys know that. Like, I don't go into, like Father Ripperger says, you know, men, you ain't supposed to be going to the kitchen trying to tell your wife how to cook. <laughs> you know, that's her domain. Do not be messing around in that. And for the most part, I don't mess with my wife. I don't. I just tell her what I like as far as food, and she goes from there. But cleaning is the same thing. You know, it shows that you are a loving, caring wife when your home is put together. Now, everybody's not talented in the cleaning thing. I know that. I, I owned a general toilet service for 15 years. I know that. But what I am saying is that you do the best you can so that your husband, when he comes home or when you come home from work or whatever, if you're not, oh, man. That that the, your house is is the way it should be. Okay. Another thing too, if ladies, just because you are responsible for the home, doesn't mean you got to do everything, right? Like for example, like me, I I take care of the outside of the house. I mow the lawn. I call the contractors to do stuff. I'm kind of that. Um, and then our kids do the they do the rest. My wife will cook and wash dishes, but the boys take care that they live here with us. They take care of the rest of the house, the living room, the dining room, the uh, the stairs, the hallways, the restrooms. Everybody is contributing, so your wife does not get overwhelmed. And these and people and parents who don't make their kids do chores, isn't that kind of parent malpractice? Like that's not teaching them responsibility. Right. I mean, we got to we got to understand our kids are precious, but they got to get off their butt and do some work so they learn. Right. OK. Number 22, the last one for the day. Thank you guys for hanging out with me for my big mouth. <laughs> but I love this. This is fun. This is fun. We're having a good time. Um, so number 22, why is not telling your husband what you want, desire and need from the marital embrace? Men are terrible at sex for the most part. Guide him and help him love you properly. Ladies, we, I talked about this already. You have to learn if you're not fulfilled in the bedroom or, or you, you're, you don't want to have sex, you've got to ask yourself, well, why don't I want to have sex with my husband? See, this, this takes introspection. Like, why don't I have sex with my husband? Why don't I want to make love with him? Why? And once you analyze that, do some research and try to figure out why don't I want to make love to my husband? Most women in menopause the reason they don't want to make love to their husband is because they're in menopause. Their hormones are gone. Their, their breasts don't feel the same. Their, their vagina doesn't feel the same. And a lot of times it hurts and all these kind of things. And, and, and so men don't really understand menopause. And so that's a lot of times why menopausal women don't want to. But once the menopausal woman gets inside the bedroom, all those feelings come back when they start foreplay. Okay. That's another thing that most people don't know. So that's that's that. But the main thing is women, ladies, you must know that the sex is the second most important thing in your marriage besides prayer. And the reason why is because of the emotional connection. 
You've got to maintain that in your marriage. You must do that. And sex helps with that. The loving, the intimacy, the intimacy outside the bedroom, the intimacy inside the bedroom, okay? So that is what I mean. And believe it or not, guide your husband. And again, gentlemen, when your wife is having a serious conversation with about sex, what you do is you listen. You don't open your mouth. You don't say nothing. You don't, you don't do like you do me when you come talk to me. Oh, well, my sex is good. That, that ain't the problem. Oh, guys tell me that all the time. Dude, if sex is so great, why are you here? <laughs> I mean, come on. You know, that's part of it because your the emotional connection is gone. And sex, if sex is done properly, it will that's 75% of your emotional connection. Okay. That's a lot of it. That's why it's so important, okay? So what I mean is be approachable when your wife wants to talk to you. And ladies, that's your husband. He loves you. Don't get all weird about it. Just sit him down in the bedroom and just have a just have a talk about intimacy outside the bed and talk about intimacy outside the bedroom too, not just inside the bedroom. Like, sweetheart, honey, I love you. You're my husband. I love you, but you're not preparing me properly. Like, you know, can we can we talk more? Can we hold hands more? Can we go out to date night more? Can we hold hands more? Can we sit down with the kids and and play games and stuff? You know, can we interact more outside the bedroom and stuff? Can we hug more? Can we kiss more? You know, you see what I'm saying? Can you buy me flowers? Can you romance me more by buying me flowers and gifts and things like that? Tell him, ladies, tell him. Tell him what you want and don't get mad. And gentlemen, don't you get mad. Because if you get mad as a man, that means you're not approachable. That means your wife's going to shut down on you. She is. She's not going to tell you. Listen, the more open your wife is with you, that is a blessing. That is a blessing, gentlemen. The more your wife talks, the more she talks, the more she talks, the more she talks, the more you should have your mouth shut and listen and let her talk for five hours if she wants to. Stop getting this thing. Oh, I wish she'd be quiet. I got to go this. I got to go do that. I got to go to work. I got to go do that. It's not about you, gentlemen. Remember, it's about her. And if your wife is talking to you, that means talking to you, that means she feels connected to you. That means she feels close to you. Then she's going to want to have sex with you. <laughs> so we are done for the day. We are done for the day. Thank you guys so much for hanging out. And we're going to go right to um, the, the closing. I'm not going to do any, any, any promotions or anything like that. We're going to go straight to the conclusion um, because I know I went over for two days in a row and I've kept you glass and I'm really glad. I'm really glad that you hung out and I hope that you got some out of this today. Uh, but I went on for a while, but you know, this is a very important subject. Ladies need to know how to make their marriage better too, just as men do. Okay. And so with that being said, we will end as we always do with a quote from Pope Benedict XVI, society offers you comfort. But you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. Now go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is upon you. Fast, pray, and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313-RADICAL. To 
join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang.